Welcome to the Chamber Buzz with Bobby. I'm Bobby Vandenbalk, Member Services Director with the Exeter Area Chamber of Commerce. In our podcast, you will learn how people got their start, what brought them to the Exeter area, and how they would like to be remembered. We'll give you a unique look into the lives of the people that make up our community. And as you know, we always say people are going to do business with people they know and trust. So let's get started getting to know this person behind this business. My guest today is Ann Miles, and she um, runs the Carriage Barn Therapy Program. And welcome, Ann. We're so happy that you're here. Thank you. I'm very happy to be with you this morning, Bobby. So, Ann, tell us a little bit about um, the program and um, how long you've been do- involved in it. The program's motto, it's... Uh, its focus is to help people live, not commit suicide, love, enjoy being with other people, not hating the environment, laugh, and be happy. Uh, most people really don't have those skills today. We've been cloistered, we've been confined, we've been sent to a place where we're alone. And now with this COVID that's coming up again, uh, will we isolate ourselves again? Um, no. I, I like the motto for the seven dwarfs. They were all different sizes, shapes, and activities, and yet they all sang, hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to work we go. <laughs> so true, so true. I love that. Now, how long has this program been um, in existence? Oh, since uh, the uh, uh, 2010, uh, we've been going for a while now. Yeah, Um, yes, you have. And so tell me, how do you get folks involved? How do you get kids involved? And how do you combine the two horses, carriages, kids, adults? The thing that amazes me is that people just come here. I think we'll probably do more marketing for our kids' summer camp program. And we'll start that earlier because the kids love being here. They love working with the animals, but I guess we have to compete with all the different uh, town programs and other kinds of programs that are out there. I don't like competition. I think we should be inclusive in everything that we do. I'd like to work with the very lo- the local towns that have summer programs for kids. Uh, we work with the kids that aren't in school, that are homeschooled. And they are, I think, probably our largest group of kids that come here. Uh, they don't have the socialization that we used to have in elementary schools. With the adults, uh, I've worked with many of the senior care facilities that are in the area. And we used to be able to bus clients from the facility here. They could have a picnic, watch the horses. We'd get a carriage, put them on the carriage and they could ride around the property in the carriage. And we'd lost all of that, that they're sitting in rooms and aren't socializing at all. Uh, So it's like, I want them back. We all want them back. Absolutely. Uh, Oh, yeah. that's so that what a great program. 
I right. love, I did not realize that you um, that you worked with the facilities in the area for seniors. That's yes. amazing. What a, what a great way to spend an afternoon. Exactly. And just and I don't care if you have dementia. Uh, it's just about the moment that we're in. And it's okay if you have dementia. You can be at peace. What's wrong with that? No, not a thing. Not a thing. Well, let's get started to know um, a little bit more about you, Anne. So <laughs> did you <laughs> I know you love this part. So Anne, did I you know myself? It's like <laughs> okay, try it. I don't know. Oh, did you grow up locally? Did you grow up within um, the Exeter area or the state of New Hampshire? No, I didn't. I grew up in uh, Pennsylvania. Oh wow. So up on Lake Erie. Oh, yeah. nice, nice. Now, um, so how did you get to New Hampshire? I came east to school and then, I don't know, I just stayed not into a machine and not the way you and I are functioning right now, but to physically be in each other's presence. That's a phenomenal concept now. And it ought not to be, it ought to be very commonplace. I, I couldn't agree with you. I couldn't agree with you more. Absolutely. Um, I'm grateful for the opportunity to do what we're doing right now through technology, but um, there is nothing better than being with that person one-on-one -on -one, uh, and communicating. I, I agree with you. Totally agree with you. So tell me a little bit about um, your background. Like, what what did your parent what what were your mom and dad's names oh names yeah i forgot they were mom and dad so yeah ah. my mother my mother's family uh came over from germany oh maybe in the uh, 1870s or so wow and my father's family uh, was on one of the first boats over down in the virginia area so, uh, you know, they came over like, I don't know, late 1700s. That's so it's a nice uh, mix mash between mother and father and the area in Pennsylvania where my mother's family finally ended up um, is, is very, um, has a, a very great German heritage. And my dad, um, I don't know, I don't know if we got, uh, in any way uh, identified as uh, uh, people on the second boat or the first boat or whatever, but was one of those boats. I love that. Wow. <laughs> so how did your parents meet? One uh, in my, Pennsylvania. Yeah, my father um, kind of moved himself up the East Coast and um, he was uh, basically in charge of um, Standard Oil of New Jersey. Oh wow! Which, which is Esso, <laughs> which is whatever it is today. I have no idea. <laughs> well, that's a pretty big job. Yeah, how he found my mother, I don't know, but he did. <laughs> so. now, she uh, she was a fascinating woman because uh, you have to remember that women in that 
early 30s uh, period or you know earlier that um, that they didn't have any kind of administrative job um, and my mother worked in a large department store and put together a whole uh, huge um, component for the department store and so she was managing uh, all sorts of people by the time she was in her 30s wow yeah uh, so i i guess i just assumed that women had jobs where they could do things sure and i never had any reason to believe that a woman couldn't be in charge of something absolutely absolutely i couldn't agree with you more now are <laughs> you in, do you have any siblings uh yes i do okay So tell me a little bit about, now this is going back a little bit, Anne Frio, but tell me what it would be like uh, for a typical day um, of your life when you were younger, when you were growing up in, in, in elementary school. It was really funny. Um, I guess I look back now and say, I must have had uh, like leadership skills or something. You know, I was the first president of my class, the first president of the student body, the first president of my class in, uh, what do you call that, college. And, and um, I guess I've just always had, I could walk in a room short and fat and stupid and still people would pay attention and... <laughs> it's a, well, it's, you, my life is just a great mystery to me, that's all. You do have, there is a presence. You oh, have golly. When you walk into a room, Ian, for sure. I totally agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I don't have crutches. I'm not in a wheelchair. You know, I just fucking, it's just me. I'm only five feet one for, you know, not tall and stately at all. It's just, yeah. So I guess for the message is very simple. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter who your parents were. None of that matters it's just you can be whatever you want to be exactly. and i can accept everybody wherever they're at and we can just enjoy life there's nothing wrong with just enjoying life i i love i i, I love that mission that you have for your life yeah live, love laugh and be happy that's it exactly, exactly. so you said you went to college Yes. And you said you, you went to college in Boston? Yes. And what, what was your very first job that you remember? Um, hmm. Let's think about that. that yeah. I, I, see, I was just always in school till I, I started with this uh, research company. Um, I didn't really have any jobs. I was just studying until I was um, probably 25. Well, and then um, I did a, a desegregation project with the Boston Public Schools, and that had me in the in different schools trying to accommodate and get kids organized and teachers organized and trying to train teachers on how to work in a combative situation. Uh, so that was kind of my first job out of college, and um, that was uh, that was great for me because I had to think all the time. Um, and I, you know, I, uh, 
I worked at Charlestown High School and it totally amazed me that it was Irish, it was Catholic. Everybody had the name O'Brien or whatever, Murphy or something else. And I was like, wow, I, I never grew up like that. I never knew that you had these cloistered little schools, uh, whether it was West Roxbury and it was something else, or it was you know, in Roxbury and it was all black. And I, I just couldn't believe that a city could be put together that had these kinds of neighborhoods and that everybody wasn't just integrated um, and and mixed and everybody enjoyed the same thing. Uh, and I, I don't know, I'm not sure, I'm not a very social person, um, you know, like uh, to belong to the Chamber of Commerce. Um, if, are you half black, half white, half Portuguese, half uh, Latino, half uh, whatever? It's like, um, my goodness, uh, why do we have to have quotas? Uh, and do we have to have quotas? Can't we just have people who have uh, common ideas and common goals? Mm -hmm. And in education, can't we just give kids solid goals that are encompassing that they can enjoy the woods and protect the woods? They can enjoy whatever it is they want to enjoy but not just be competitive in sports that all we're looking for is a winner. You can be basketball, you can be gym, you can be whatever you wanna be, football, but you have to be a winner. The Patriots have to win the Super Bowl, whatever it is. It's like, sometimes you don't have to win. You can be happy and that can be a major, major goal for you. And if being shouted at doesn't make you happy, well then leave, go. Right. No, that's very, that's, you know, it is interesting. Um, I, I'm sure when you were part of that research program, it, it had to be really eye-opening. And what was the one thing that you took from that and you've carried with you all these years? It's important to be happy. And we really, I think it's more important to be happy than to score a goal in any type of sports. Fair enough. Yeah. That's fair enough. And how did you get to where you are today? I mean, how did you get to <laughs> developing this program, working with horses and, and, and children? How did you get there? Um, well, I've had a few major, uh, I've been self-employed. So, you know, I've uh, done condominiums and uh, developments and put all different kinds of um, construction projects together uh, for a period of time. And while doing that, I just happened to buy a 20 acre property. And I'm like, I've been around horses since I was two. My first pony was a Shetland pony and, uh, I was riding around the neighborhood by the time I was four. My mother just like helped me get on the horse and then I'd just go. Um, <laughs> so uh, I got into horses uh, through uh, development projects I was working on and I did a planned equestrian community. And so that was like 30 acres, 40 acres, whatever it was. And it just put it all together. And then I was like, I don't really have to uh, work this hard. And uh, so I just decided I'm, I'm just gonna go and work in, um, with horses again. 
and um, got out of um, the development piece. Good for you. Well, you've yeah. certainly you've certainly done a, a you've done an amazing job. You're so well respected in the community, and um, you the programs that you've put together are just amazing. So you've really done a great job. My hats off to you. Uh, the other thing that I am facing, which is uh, it, it, it's the new me, is the, uh, this year is my 80th birthday, and um, I still walk 12 miles a day, and I um, uh, run the place, you know, from seven in the morning till I try to stop at uh, like six at night, um, and so it's like I guess that's my my uh, goal is uh, to see how long I can keep walking. <laughs> 12 miles a day is that's pretty outstanding. <laughs> but see, again, I love uh, prejudice is one of those things that I really respond to. And so uh, I think to say somebody's old at uh, 70 and they should be sitting in a chair and they should just get out of the way and get out of their jobs so that the younger people can have the job that they have now retire, you know. That's the big mandate for people over 60, right? Get the hell out of here so we can get some other people coming up through the ranks. And uh, I'm like, no, 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 let's see. Um, I just take one year at a time. Actually, I take one day at a time. And then that works out pretty well. Look at how beautiful it is. And you're interviewing me on a day when it's sunny. We had snow last night. Not enough to go slaying, but uh, we had snow last night. So it's it's just that I accept each day as it comes. And then I'm like, how can I make the most of it? So yeah. it's still a goal. What? I will not sit down. <laughs> great way to live your life. And I agree, as long as you keep moving and you keep believing that you are a vital, healthy, active person, you will be. Sure. Uh, just get out of my way so I can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I really like that. So um, we are going to, I'm going to ask you one last question to, that will end this segment. Oh, thank God. The last question's here. This is good. This is no, good. no, no. That's <laughs> okay. the last question in the first segment. You're not going to get out of it that easily, Anne. Oh, oh. <laughs> so my last question to you is, where do you see yourself or the organization, um, personally and professionally, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Probably dead. Stop um, that. You just told me that you're going to be living forever. Stop that. Well, I think, you know, I, I, I don't, well, all right. So uh, should I tell you I want to live to be 100? I don't think so. No, 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 no. Um, I just accept, I accept the universe as a, a place for exploration. I accept myself as uh, an entity. I don't know, you want to use the word soul or body or, you know, divide myself. But the entity that I am it will just be out there in the universe, I think. And if it isn't, well, I'll be dead. I won't know it. So it'll be fine anyhow. <laughs> and I guarantee you will be around in 10 years from now. <laughs> okay, then I'm going to have to start eating my oatmeal. Okay. <laughs> you have way too much life to give um, to be gone in 10 years. Yeah. You are waiting. If you know anybody? If you know anybody that's sad, send them over. If you know anybody who's being picked on, send them over. If you know anybody 
who just needs respite. There are a lot of people that just need some respite from all the demands that are placed on them. Um, send them over. Love to have them. I have. I have to ask you this question. I. You are not. You are vertically challenged. And. Oh. <laughs> All right, so I'm five feet tall. All right, keep going. Some forces that you're around are are much bigger than you are. How was there ever? Uh, were you ever afraid? I mean, especially when you were a little person, um, you know, a little child. I mean, I'm I'm an adult, and and they um, you you take notice of them. You you give them the respect. Um, but how do you get over that? Or did you ever feel that? I think the important thing to remember is that sometimes these big, huge, towering things that come at you, they have a better insightful attitude towards you than you have towards them. Really? And if they feel you're afraid, you'll trigger a fear response in them. Interesting. Uh, no, no child was ever born a bully. No horse was ever born to be negative and nasty and rearing and running away with people. That's just, it's the case in all living things. Um, if the poor squirrel that we have in the backyard gets fed every day and he knows he's got a source of food in me, um, he won't run off into the woods and bury himself in a hole till we go by. It's it's that way, I think, with all life, that uh, if that life is respected and they're born and they're brought up and they're in a safe environment, um, yeah, that negative fear doesn't necessarily have to be part of their social interaction with other living things. Thank you. I like mm -hmm. that. Well, we are going to move into the second segment. This segment, I ask the same 10 questions to every guest. So, oh, okay. You ready? This is going I'm to be, ready. This is going to be fun, Anne. <laughs> I can't okay. wait. Okay. <laughs> so, I haven't had a bad time so far. So, okay, I keep going. <laughs> what is your favorite word? Aha. Uh -huh. <laughs> what is your least favorite word? Damn you. <laughs> now that makes me laugh. <laughs> okay, good. What makes you laugh out loud? Just total belly laugh. Just about anything. <laughs> I can see that actually. Laughter is very important to me. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to laugh at anybody. Right. I would like to laugh with them. So that's the important part. I, to I totally understand. That, that makes perfect sense to me. What makes you really sad just totally breaks your heart? The little children who are born and who have no one who wants them. Uh, I, don't, I don't think uh, people realize how many children are not wanted. Um, we have so many parents here who bring children that they've taken in through the state agencies and, and other uh, groups. And they're trying to help this child 
uh, understand that people do care about them and that's very important. So um, there's, there's just so much of that in our society. It's, uh, it's very sad for me to, to mm. see it as it comes in here. It certainly is. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. Sound or noise do you love? I love classical music. Ooh, nice. Yeah, I just play classical music and drive everyone crazy um, in the bar. And I have to remember to change uh, my classical music when people come in. And then, you know, this time of year, they're all grateful that we're playing Christmas carols and other kinds of Christmas music. And so they're like, oh, phew. <laughs> ah. What sound or noise drives you just crazy? Well, my first real impulsive answer to that is people yelling and screaming. Um, that would drive me crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that would drive me crazy. Okay, Anne, I'm gonna ask you a question, but you need to mute yourself for the answer. Mute so, myself? Yes, you have to mute yourself. You, you mute yourself and then tell me the answer and then come back unmuted and don't repeat the word. So the question is, because I, I don't know how to mute myself. I've never been shut down in my whole life. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Yes. We, the question is, what is your favorite curse word? Nope, you're not muted yet. Now you are. I know you have a favorite curse word, Ann. <laughs> You can come back on now. There you go. Okay. Thank you, Ann. Don't repeat it. I saw, no. I saw what you were saying. Okay. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, don't you just love life? Isn't it fun? Yeah, I, I want some snow so I can go slaying. That's my big thing in life here now. So I know. Yeah, we are lacking in snow right now for sure. Oh, four seasons. I'm going to come over and get a sleigh ride from you. Okay, good. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? I've always been a healer. Oh. Um, so I think it it's... And professions are called different things uh, from one generation to the next. But um, to be able to help people heal is, I think, the greatest profession a human being can have. I love that. That's very yeah. nice. What profession would you not want any part of? Well, my instant, um, <laughs> my instant response is a grave digger. <laughs> I like that one. Uh, that's not what I would want to be a part of either. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. So my last question in this segment is, Anne, what would you like your legacy to be? How would you like people to remember? Or what would you like them to remember about you? Um, all living things need to be revered. That's all. Okay. I love that. So I want to thank you for being our guest today on the Chamber Buzz with Bobby. 
Um, is there anything that you would like to share with us um, before we wrap up? I, I want people to understand that we need support in what it is that we do. We work with so many human beings who are on the fringe of just stopping their life where it's at or being tortured by uh, events outside of themselves. And more than anything, you want people to love themselves. If we love ourselves, then we'll love the world around us. It's so true. That's all. It's so true. Well, Anne, will you tell um, our our listeners how they can um, get in touch with you? A website, um, phone number. Right. Um, we uh, we have a web page. We're on Facebook. Uh, we're in Kensington, right up the hill from the town park, and um, the office number is six zero three. 378-0140. You can call anytime. Um, and yeah. we, we do respond, honest. <laughs> <laughs> and if um, the kind of programs that you're offering, what kind of clientele are you looking for? We'll take anybody. Perfect. We're not the least bit fussy. That's the way we work the place. And I say that all the time. It's like... Um, that people who want to have a sense of peace can come here and be very peaceful. We do kids summer camp where the kids learn how to work together, not compete against each other and work with animals who really don't yell at them, don't coach them, don't give them a hard time. Uh, yeah, we try not to yell at anybody here. Uh, and for the Older people who've retired and feel that they have a vacuum in their life, yeah, they come and they volunteer here. We run on a volunteer basis. People come two, three days a week. Um, I have a woman in a wheelchair who was hurt in a horseback riding accident, and she's here doing stalls and helping the horses this morning from her wheelchair. And she rides when she finishes doing the stalls. So it's an inclusive, absolutely accepting environment that people can come and just have a sense of respite. Oh, I love that, Anne. Thank you so, so much. You, oh, you're welcome. You have been a wonderful guest, and I am so glad that we finally made this happen. Um, yes. I would like to thank our listeners. Uh, we appreciate you joining us today. For now, you can find our podcast on the Exeter Area Chamber of Commerce website, www.exeterarea.org. And this is Bobby Vandenbroek, Member Services Director from the Exeter Area Chamber of Commerce, signing off for now. But please join us next time for the Chamber Buzz with Bobby. And have a great day, and thank you so much. Thank you, Bobby. Bye-bye. The Chamber Buzz with Bobby is built and distributed through Anchor by Spotify. This podcast is produced by the Exeter Area Chamber of Commerce. To learn more about the Chamber, visit exeterarea.org.